Welcome to BCP Unfiltered. I am your brother. I'm your host, James, the Black Sort of Patriot, Bolt Sort of Patriot, Base Conservative Patriot. <clears throat> and I'm wearing this shirt because uh, my mother in law got it for me and she hadn't seen me wear it. This way she knows I'm wearing it. I'm very much indebted to my mother in law as she is the mother of my fabulous, beautiful, awesome wife of 26 plus years. And wearing a shirt makes her happy, then I will do so. Uh, this was uh, for my birthday. She got me this shirt. Many of you are aware that it was my birthday here recently. And I'm sorry, I've got to share this with you. This is one of the most meaningful things I've ever received. It is a note from my son that he put in along with the gifts that he got me for my birthday. I do want to share this with you. This is... This makes everything worthwhile. This is from BCP Junior Number Two, who is the editor of this program. He also edits for his brother and sister on the other show, Nothing But the News, uh, their YouTube channel. And he said, Dad, thank you for everything you have done for our family. I love you so much. Thanks for teaching me how to be smart, effective, Loving, a problem solver, and a critical thinker, and much more. If I become half the dad you are, I'll consider myself blessed. What a, uh, this is going to go down uh, as one of the most uh, great things I've ever gotten because junior number two recently turned 18 after uh, three semesters in college. Uh, he turned uh, 18. Very, very good um, and responsible young man. And this means a, a lot to me. And you mean a lot to me as well. Thank you for your support of this program. Now, Wednesday was a very, very busy news day, especially, especially uh, on Capitol Hill. Let's get into, uh, let's get into that. The U.S. Um, House of Representatives, GOP-controlled House, voted to censure Adam Schiff. Folks, I want you to realize that this is only the third time uh, from what I'm reading in the uh, last century that someone has received this form of formal rebuke from their colleagues in the House. Now, who started all this? It was Florida Representative Luna. She is an absolute, Paulina Luna, she's an absolute uh, patriot. As D.C. Drano tweeted out, this is Florida Representative Luna, the author of the Adam Schiff censure bill. In her first term, and she isn't there to play nice. It's her first term, and she isn't there to play nice. When her Schiff censure bill died last week, she didn't quit. She punched back and refiled. Sometimes it takes a 34-year-old veteran who is seven months pregnant to fight for us. Americans do not trust Congress. From the highest levels of office, an elected member of this body enabled the fraudulent spending of $32 million out of the pockets of our American people and threw it down the drain to knowingly chase ghosts all for political gain. This man occupied a position of the highest trust and authority. As chair of the House Intelligence Committee, Adam Schiff launched an all-out political campaign built on baseless distortions against a sitting U.S. president at the expense of every single citizen in this country and the honor of the House of Representatives. With access to sensitive information unavailable to most members of Congress and certainly not accessible to the American people, Schiff abused his privileges claiming to know the truth. 
while leaving American, Americans in the dark about, his web of or about this web of lies. Lies so severe that they altered the course of the country forever. The lie that President will suspend. The House is not in order. Members, please take your conversations off the floor. The swamp and the Democrats are so disrespectful. As you can see, they had to take a break there, ask them to take their conversations off the floor. Just a heads up. I'm going to be showing you how rude the Democrats and how nasty they really are. Yet again, you'll, this will be another example. This won't, of course, if you've been paying attention, won't at all be an epiphany or a new realization. But that what, I just, what we just saw there is one example of their rudeness. And suffice it to say, I'm going to show you more rudeness from the Democrats with this Adam Schiff censure. The lie that President Donald Trump colluded with Russia to steal the 2016 presidential election revealed to be completely false by numerous investigations, including the Durham report. The lie that the Steele dossier, a folder of falsified and since completely debunked collusions, accusations funded by the Democrat Party, had any shred of credibility. Yet Schiff read it into congressional record as fact. Lies concocted and compiled in a false memo that was used to lie to the FISA court to precipitate domestic spying on U.S. citizen Carter Page violating American civil liberties. Not only was this egregious abuse of Schiff's privilege access to classified information, but this memo was littered with 17 major mistakes and omissions. The groundless memo violated Carter Page's civil liberties, publicly assassinated his character, and subjected him to multiple abusive, unlawful investigations. Mr. Schiff exploited his position as chair of Intel Committee and every opportunity possible, threatening national security, undermining our duly elected president, and bringing dishonor upon the institution. Perhaps most unforgivable, Schiff ripped apart American families across the country with repeated false narratives. His own political good was served by permanently destroying family relationships and sowing lasting division across our land, which we live with every single day. How many of you within the sound of my voice that this is true for you, that you've had awkward moments or that you have members of your family who are not speaking to you because they think that you supported a president that was a Russian stooge? Now, you notice my wording of that. You have members of your family that won't speak to you because you as a conservative, as a free thinker, as a libertarian, as an independent, you're able to divorce your crazy, or I should say separate. Uh, you don't always conflate your crazy political families, your, 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 your members of your family's political leanings with your love for them. You'll still talk to them even though they are completely off base. But unfortunately, the mental illness known as liberalism doesn't work the same way. They will hate you or not want to speak to you as their own family member that they love because of the political differences. Funny how that works. I thought that was very interesting that Anna Polina Luna, Florida Republican Congresswoman, would bring that up. But like me wearing this shirt to make my uh, mother-in-law happy, we Latinos, I'm half black, half Puerto Rican. My wife is from Mexico. My mother-in-law is a green card holder of this country who I brought here from Mexico. Family is very important to us. And not just us Latinos, to many Americans as well, especially conservative Americans who don't abort children and actually love uh, their family. 
I thought that was a very interesting point for her to bring up. The perpetrator of this web of deceit became mainstays on cable news, waking up every morning with one goal, to lie, lie, lie to the American people that there was a direct evidence of Russia collusion. Despite transcripts from Schiff's investigation showing that the director of national intelligence, former Obama attorney general, former attorney general and FBI director, to name a few, went on record telling Schiff's committee that there was no direct evidence for his criminal conspiracy. Yet to this day, Schiff actively fundraises off of his exploitation of Americans as if robbing them from the truth and $32 million in taxpayer dollars was not enough. Can anyone in this chamber comprehend the list of this list of crimes and yet somehow believe that there should not be an answer for it? Yeah, there's about 209 of your fellow congressmen and women who feel that way. But I'm getting ahead of myself. This is not a partisan act. This is not a conservative versus liberal vote. This is a clear vote between right and wrong, and I urge you to do the right thing. I will end with repeating with what I started with. The American people do not trust Congress. The cyclical pattern of lies has worn down the credibility of every institution and every official in the United States government. You see it, I see it. If we run away from this opportunity to hold this man accountable, there is only one fault, and that is of ourselves. We will betray the people who trusted us and sent us here to do the right thing. We will be responsible for the end of any shred of justice in this body, and we will reject the duty that we swore an oath to protect upon taking office. I reserve the balance of my time. Gentlewoman Reserve. Now, before I show you the drama that took place when Ken McCarthy tried to conduct business on this matter, Adam Schiff was asked about the upcoming censure vote and he took it as a badge of honor. Here is Adam Schiff before the vote was taken, as reported by Fox News. I take it as a badge of honor because uh, this says that I'm effective. Uh, they go after people that think are effective. Uh, I exposed the corruption of the former president. I led the first impeachment trial of the former president to the first bipartisan vote to remove a president in U.S. history. Uh, and I'm proud of that work. And I would do it again. Schiff takes the censure as a badge of honor. Now look, if being the target of this type of animus is a sign that you're doing the right thing, then that would make President Trump an absolute saint because it has been relentless against Donald John Trump since the moment he came down that escalator. Okay, so then we have the vote. And as this tweet here, and as we're going to see here, uh, it was 213 to 209. The House votes to censure Representative Adam Schiff over his handling and public statement regarding the Trump-Russia investigation and Trump's first impeachment. The vote makes Schiff just the third congressperson this century to face that formal rebuke from the House. Now, of course, the Democrats did not pass up an opportunity to show us guessing son, how shameless they are. As Greg Price reported, Democrats throw a five-minute temper tantrum in the well of the House of Chamber as the vote to censure Adam Schiff passes, yelling shame, shame, shame at Kevin McCarthy and refusing to allow him to finish the resolution. But when he did, at the end, the vote showed censure for one California congressman 
and serial liar Adam Pencil Nick Pencil Neck Schiff Pencil Nick I guess I was trying to get that Schiff sh- shif- in before I finished the word neck Pencil Neck Schiff has been censured On this vote the A's are 213 and the nays are 209 with six answering present, the resolution adopted. Without objection, the motion to consider is relayed on the table. House will be in order. The irony of the lack of decorum by the Democrats to shamelessly yell shame as a very shameful Adam Schiff is censured is absolutely mind-boggling. And not only is it mind-boggling this, but they all surround themselves, or many of them, not all of them, surround themselves around Adam Schiff to pat him on the back and congratulate him for being censured. Will Representative Schiff present himself in the well? By its adoption of House Resolution 521, the House is resolved that the House of Representatives censures Adam Schiff, representative of the 30th Congressional District of California. By its adoption of House Resolution 521, the House has resolved that the House of Representatives censures Adam Schiff. By its adoption of House Resolution 521, the House has resolved that the House of By its adoption of House Resolution 521, the House has resolved that the House of Representatives censures Adam Schiff, representative of the 30th Congressional District of California. for misleading the American public and for, and for conduct unbecoming of an elected member of the House of Representatives, that Representative Adam Schiff will be forthwith present himself in the well of the House of Representatives for the pronouncement of censure. That Representative Adam Schiff will be censured with the public reading of this resolution by the Speaker and that the Committee on Ethics shall conduct an investigation into Representative Adam Schiff's falsehoods, misrepresentations, and abuse of sensitive information. A hell of an accomplishment. Once again, D.C. Drano, earlier in the day, having tweeted out, Adam Schiff censure bill has survived the motion to table and will be fully debatable around 5.30 p.m. today. Last week's bill failed at this stage after the Coward 20 stopped it, but this time zero Republicans voted against it. So it just shows you that Anna Polina Luna, even though she was defeated by 20 cowards last week, she pulled, uh, she pushed forward, and now we have the censure of Adam Schiff. Which, of course, we, yes, we know, folks, is just symbolic. 
but it is important that it go down on record what kind of man he is. All right. Also, yesterday, Wednesday, President Trump and Hunter Biden, as we all know, reflect a different standard of justice. And that's exactly what Attorney General Merrick Garland was asked on Wednesday. He was asked about Hunter Biden's sweetheart deal. Do these cases reflect a different standard of justice depending on political leanings? So, as I said, uh, from the moment of my um, appointment as Attorney General, I would leave this matter in the hands of the United States Attorney, who was appointed by the previous president and assigned to this matter by the previous administration, that he would be given full authority to decide the matter as he decided was appropriate. Um, and uh, that's what he's done. And if you have any further questions about that matter, you should direct him to the U.S. attorney uh, to explain his decision. As you can see, those remarks were made while A.G. Merrick Garland and another rat bastard traitor, Alejandro Mayorkas, were in Stockholm, Sweden. Now, what's very uh, interesting, of course, are all the people that have been shown to be part of the swamp that has come out. Check this out. The Hunter Biden case was assigned to a Trump-appointed federal judge who previously donated to Hillary Clinton's 20, uh, 2008 campaign. We're talking about federal district judge Mary Ellen uh, Noriega. She's going to oversee the Justice Department's case against Hunter Biden. Isn't that just a sweetheart deal? Hunter Biden agreed to plead guilty to two misdemeanor charges and a sweetheart deal given by his corrupt father's Justice Department after a five-year investigation. As far as the gun charge, a felony, he won't even be pleading to that crime. Prosecutors went easy on Hunter and handled the gun charge as a diversion case. George Noriega will have to approve of the plea deal. Now, Noriega is a former Delaware patent lawyer who was nominated by Trump in 2018. But check this out. Remember, they, they make it seem like these people are not partisan. But then when you dig into them, they, you find out that they're partisan and they're swamp creatures. Fortunately, President Trump, he put a lot of great people on the bench. Many of them have come back to stab him in the back. Under the Senate's so-called blue uh, slip tradition, nominees for district court seats must have the support of the home state senators to move forward. Norica previously donated to Hillary Clinton, Mitt Romney, and John McCain. All enemies and diametrically opposed to the policies of President Trump. Mitt Romney and John McCain being perfect examples of warmongering rhinos. On the presidential level, she gave $1,000 to then-New York Senator Hillary Clinton's 2008 campaign for the Democratic nomination. She later donated $2,300 to the eventual 2008 uh, Republican nominee, then-Arizona Senator John McCain. She donated the subsequent GOP nominee as well, giving $2,500 to Romney's presidential campaign. This is all reported by CNN. Uh, Federal District Judge Mary Ellen Noreika, an appointee of former President Donald Trump, will preside over the case that the Justice Department brought against President Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden. Biden's plea hearing is scheduled for July 26 at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And uh, that's where that's at. Oh, but that's not the uh, only interesting connection we're seeing here.
we found out that ex-FBI chief gave $100,000 to Biden Grand Kid Trust as he he sought future work. Former FBI Director Louis Free gave $100,000 to a trust for two of President Biden's grandchildren as he sought to pursue some very good and profitable matters with him. Newly surfaced emails revealed uh, last week. Fresh apparently made the gift in April of 2016 when Biden was the outgoing vice president and shortly before he told Hunter Biden's, Biden told Biden's son Hunter, I would be delighted to do future work with you according to the emails. Now, why is this uh, noteworthy? Well, it's because of this. Derek Hines, who previously served as special counsel to former FBI Director Louis Free, is one of the federal prosecutors on Hunter Biden's sweetheart deal. So they make you think, oh, well, this, you know, uh, Dave, uh, David Weiss is a, was a Trump appointee. Yeah, but one of the people on the federal prosecution of Hunter Biden's sweetheart deal previously served as special counsel to former FBI Director Louis Free, who was uh, very, very cozy and gave money to the Bidens hoping to have a good relationship going forward. So when you start to see who works with who and who influences who and who's leading who, it all leads back to the swamp. Uh, By the way, also on Wednesday, if you recall, last week we saw uh, Joe Biden, uh, son Hunter Biden, being escorted by Secret Service on our dime. I show that to you with uh, the uh, great America's Voice Network uh, showing the motorcade in Little Rock, Arkansas, protecting Hunter Biden. Well, this is what we have going on now. We have Hunter Biden settles child support dispute with baby mama privately in Arkansas. That's coming out today, according to sources. Hunter Biden had to give a uh, deposition in his child support case against his baby mama, London Roberts. Attorney test confirmed Hunter Biden indeed is the father of the child. Of course, the Bidens haven't acknowledged that child. And a reliable source close to Hunter Biden told the New York Post that Hunter Biden privately settled his child support dispute with London Roberts, the mother of his four-year-old daughter. The resolution comes after Roberts attended his deposition in person last week in Little Rock. The terms of the settlement, including the exact details of the revised child support payments, remain undisclosed. undisclosed. However, it has been reported that Roberts agreed to a reduction in her monthly child support payments, which were originally set at $20,000. The amount of the reduction is rumored to be around $5,000, so she'd be only getting $15,000 a month. I'm no fan of Hunter Biden, folks, but I live in Utah, have lived in California, still spend a lot of time in California because my parents and my in-laws are there. And $15,000 a month, I'm imagining even in Little Rock, which is probably the most expensive or one of the most expensive places in Arkansas, does not have you in the poverty column. So that's the latest on Hunter. Seems like everything goes his way. HRES 503 impeaching Joseph R. Biden Jr., President of the United States for High Crimes and Misdemeanors. All right, another news. On Tuesday, we got this uh, tweet from political strategist and fundraiser Joey Manorino. 
people haven't fully understood the genius of what Lauren Boebert is doing with these impeachment articles. These articles are crafted in a special way through the parliamentarian that forces a vote of each member on the record. This isn't just noise. This is the first real chance of impeaching Biden. So what is this all about? Well, let me get a little bit into the details here. On Tuesday night, Representative Lauren Boebert introduced, an artic- introduced articles of impeachment via a privileged motion to force a vote against Joe Biden in the coming days. The articles presented by Boebert focus on Biden's handling of immigration policy and the U.S.-Mexico border crisis. The introduction of the impeachment articles coincided with the court filings revealing a sweetheart plea deal for Hunter Biden related to the misdemeanor tax offenses and a felony firearm crime. The resolution known as House Resolution 503 outlines the impeachment articles against Biden for high crimes and misdemeanors. The articles claim that Biden's regime pursued an open borders agenda, knowingly releasing over 2 million illegal immigrants into the United States without proper immigration court proceedings or guarantees. Article 1, Abuse of Power, argues that Biden's actions as president, including ending the migrant protection protocols, also known as Remain in Mexico, closing Department of Homeland Security detention centers, and failing to cooperate with state and local law enforcement officials having contributed to a complete and unauthorized influx of illegal immigrants across the southern border. Article 2, Dereliction of Duty. It accuses Biden of neglecting his constitutional responsibility to enforce immigration laws and secure the southern border. The article states that his failure to uphold mandatory detention and deportation provisions, coupled with the mass entry of inadmissible and deportable aliens, has compromised national security and jeopardized the safety of American citizens. I am bringing my articles of impeachment against Joe Biden to the House floor in a privileged motion, meaning that every member of Congress must vote on holding Joe Biden accountable, Boebert had tweeted. Biden intentionally ceded and uh, command and control of our border to cartels. His dereliction of duty caused the deaths of over 900 Coloradans from fentanyl, enabled sex trafficking, and allowed an invasion, Boebert wrote in another tweet. Resolved that Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. is impeached for high crimes and misdemeanors, and that the following articles of impeachment be exhibited to the, to the United States Senate. Articles of impeachment exhibited by the House of Representatives of the United States of America in the name of itself and of the people of the United States of America against Joseph R. Biden Jr., President of the United States, in maintenance and support of its impeachment against him for high crimes and misdemeanors. Article 1, abuse of power. The Constitution provides that the House of Representatives, quote, shall have the sole power of impeachment, end quote, and that the President of the United States, quote, shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors, end quote. Biden is a perfect example of who should have been be impeached. Treason galore, and not just on the southern border issue either, and obviously tons of proof of receiving bribery. Now, of course, they can make a case against that because that's when he was a vice president, but still, definitely charges that should be brought against him. One of these actions are impeachable, and the number of impeachable offenses by Joe Biden are legion. In his conduct as President of the United States and in violation of his constitutional oath, faithfully 
to execute the office of the President of the United States and to, best, and to the best of his ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States, and in violation of his constitutional duty to take care that the laws be faithfully executed, Joseph R. Biden Jr. has abused the powers of the office of the President of the United States. In fact, using the powers of his office, President Biden has knowingly presided over an executive branch that has continuously overtly and consistently violated federal immigration law. President Biden has pursued this open border agenda purposefully and willfully, circumventing every safeguard, check, and balance required by law, resulting in mass illegal immigration into the United States to the detriment of the American people. Lo and Barbara had more to say, and I gave you the highlights of the first two articles there. You get the point. But the point is, if, if they actually able to impeach Biden, I think they should pursue it in the House. The gutless Senate won't convict. But I think the House should go ahead and do it anyway. I think they should pursue it. And then what will happen? Well, of course, they'll surround Joe Biden and pat him on the back like they did with Schiff. And it'll be a badge of honor to have been impeached by partisan Republicans as they will spin it along with their comrades in the mainstream, lamestream, mockingbird media. Joe Biden is the definition of shameless and sinvergüenza. I mean, while we're at it on Tuesday, this is what uh, Biden said during an interview with uh, MSNBC's uh, Stephanie Rule. He uh, uh, defended his, uh, his son last month, saying, My son has done nothing wrong. I trust and I have faith in him. Now, this is what he said on Tuesday when reporters asked him yet again about his son after the news came out about the plea deal. No, Joe Biden. That's not something to be proud of. Now, I am proud of my son having read at the very beginning of this episode the beautiful birthday note my son included in the bag of gifts he had for me. That's something to be proud of. When you teach your children moral Christian principles and they live up to it and appreciate the job that you've done as a father to teach them those Christ-like principles. And principles for those of you who are not Believers of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, like I am and my and my father, uh, who and my mother who taught me these same principles. It's a good family tradition, if you will. You should be proud of teaching your children moral principles and having them being outstanding, ethical, great human beings. Not perfect human beings by any stretch of the imagination, but people who are striving to do the right thing, which is shown in their actions and their attitudes. Now, someone who's consistently uh, making bad decisions and then flaunting those bad decisions, children all over the place, uh, wanton women in their lives, drug addiction, lying, gun charges, uh, bribery, treason, pay for play, using their name 
uh, to peddle influence. That's not something to be proud of, Joe Biden. That is not something to be proud of. But, you know, what do we talk about almost every single episode is the hypocrisy and, of course, the crimes and the corruption of these people. Now, even though his son just got off on a gun charge, Biden isn't quiet on the topic. Mocking the Tree of Liberty and Second Amendment supporters. Once again, showing that he is a tyrant with the power of military and arms against its citizens. If you'll recall, a year ago, uh, Biden declared that the Second Amendment was not absolute. And then we had Joe Biden using similar Tree of Liberty language as he used on Tuesday to mock the Second Amendment. Joe Biden is on a fundraising swing through California this week. Tuesday afternoon, he spoke to high-dollar donors to the Kentfield home of investment banker Mark Robinson and his wife Stephanie, attended by Ga- uh, Governor Gavin Newsom, who, folks, I'm, I'm, I'm calling it right now, He's really going to be the guy who's going to be running next year against President Trump. It's going to be Gavin Newsom. They're going to try to rig the election for and on behalf of Gavin Newsom. That's what I'm putting out there. And he mocked supporters of the Second Amendment. So what's the deal with the idea that it's an absolute, you know, I love these guys who say the Second Amendment is, you know, the tree of liberty is water with the blood of patriots. Well, if you want to do that, You want to work against the government, you need an F-16. You need something else than just an AR-15. That's what he said during this fundraiser. And as noted, it echoes comments he has made in the last couple years. Enough rogue gun dealers feel like they, they can get away with selling guns to people who aren't legally allowed to own them. And I might add, the Second Amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun and what type of weapon you could own. You couldn't buy a cannon. Those who say the blood of the, the blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Well, the tree of liberty is not water with the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there have never been, if you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. The point is that there's always been the ability to limit, rationally limit, the type of weapon that can be owned and who can own it. Second Amendment is not absolute. When it was passed, you couldn't own a, you couldn't own a cannon. You couldn't own certain kinds of weapons. It's just always been limitations. All right, so let me just say something that I would never say on YouTube. The left is doing everything possible to avoid a civil war or another revolution in this country. They are breaking the laws, they are stealing elections, but then they are punishing those who are in a civil way trying to combat the corruption. Protesters, 
January 6th protesters being made out to be insurrectionists, even though they came, uh, there was no organization, it wasn't armed, and there were misdemeanors that they were committed, and they are political prisoners being tortured in D.C. gulags. They're going after President Trump as an insurrectionist. Folks, the big case they're making between now and 2024 is that President Trump was an insurrectionist, and they're going to try to get him on that. And then, of course, they're making it illegal to even protest. If that's an insurrection, anything stronger than that must be a revolution. And they're trying to limit our access to arms. And our Second Amendment is to fight back against tyranny, folks. And they know that. And that's why they're afraid. And that's why Joe Biden has said several times that the Second Amendment is an absolute I guess he missed the part where it clearly says shall not be infringed. Let me uh, end with one, uh, a couple more things I want to share with you. I shared this with you previously back on May 23rd. Paul Sperry had tweeted out when the Durham report came out. John Durham, paper tiger, stroke, no interview, no subpoena. McCabe, no interview, no subpoena. Comey, no interview, no subpoena. Priestap, no interview, crossfire, no subpoena. Simpson, no interview, no subpoena. Elias, no interview, no subpoena. Jaffa, no interview, no subpoena. And on Wednesday, Durham whined that all these people would not be interviewed by him or his prosecutors. But once again, as as Paul Sperry had pointed out, he hadn't subpoenaed them. But this is what uh, Special Counsel John Durham said about the disappointing lack of cooperation from these deep state players and treasonous, traitorous rat bastards. First, let me make it clear that um, it is um, as disappointing, perhaps more disappointing to me and my uh, colleagues, that these people would not agree to be interviewed. Um, You know, some of them had a lot to say publicly, but they refused to um, uh, be interviewed by our folks. Yeah, Johnny boy, that doesn't fly with me because you could have subpoenaed them. You could have subpoenaed them. And I want to end with this last clip, this a series of clips. I'm just going to, I edited down for length, Chip Roy breaking down how these people and the FBI were guilty of it. And it doesn't help John Durham's case when you hear how Chip Roy breaks this down, that he let James Comey, Andy McKay, Peter Strzok, and a whole bunch of other people get away with malfeasance, with FISA, uh, with Crossfire Hurricane, and with everything else they were doing. In the last episode, I show you some brilliance by Tom McClintock uh, showing how this all led back to actual collusion with the Hillary Clinton campaign. Chip Roy does a great job here. And once again, I'm editing it down for length, making a, a, a case here for all of these treasonous traitors, rat bastards that should have been subpoenaed and should have been more closely uh, investigated, scrutinized and indicted by John Durham. But we're not. In March of 2017, Jim Comey testified here on Capitol Hill that the FBI, under its counterintel authorities, has investigated Trump for collusion with Russia and people might get indicted, correct? Correct. Is it normal for the FBI director to talk about Pfizer-related investigations publicly? Um, As a general matter? I would say a general matter, I would say no. Right. And again, knowing full well the uncorroborated allegations and knowing full well the genesis of said investigation was tied to Hillary Clinton's campaign, which the FBI director would have known. People in the FBI knew that. Was Deputy Director McCabe in charge of this investigation? Uh, Deputy Director McCabe had um, 
uh, direct involvement in investigation. Was Deputy Assistant Director Peter Strzok heavily involved with the investigation, and was FBI Director Comey briefed on the investigation? The evidence uh, we just, uh, uh, on, um, that we came upon was, yeah, they were definitely, this is driven by Each, the seventh floor. Is it reasonable to believe that the senior FBI leadership, and indeed senior leadership at DOJ, did not know these failures? Did, um, I would distinguish between what the FBI knew and what the Department of Justice uh, knew. So FBI leadership knew it? The FBI and people in the FBI knew this information. Not everybody knew everything, but they had all of this information. Finally, a final question. For the average American watching this, besides being fired, have Jim Comey, Andrew McCabe, or Peter Strzok been held accountable for these glaring violations? Have they been hauled before a grand jury or charged in any way? And if not, why not? So they have not been, um, well, I'm not going to talk about matters that occurred before the grand jury because I can't. Um, but with respect to have uh, any of those individuals been charged, the answer is no. And the corruption continues. Thanks for being here, folks. Big hug to all of y'all. Let me know if you like the shirt my dear suegra got me for my birthday. Ciao, goodbye, God bless, big hug. Thanks for all your support, folks. Please don't forget to let people know about us. If they are audio people, have them go over and listen to our show, the BCP podcast on their Android and their iOS devices using the myriad of podcasting software and platforms available for that. And please continue to support Nothing But The News, Junior and Juniorette's YouTube news channel. Until the next one, adieu. Y'all that give us what we want. Uh, Y'all that give us what we need. Hey, our freedom of speech is freedom of death. We got to fight the powers that be. Fight the power.